Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 438, recorded live on November 15th, 2015, and here are your hosts. The man who is drinking tea this morning, Dave Play. Hello, hello. And the man who is drinking coffee with Star Wars creamer, Andy Lowe. Hi. Star- I'm sorry, Star Wars what? Star Wars creamer. Is it blue? No. Damn. It's the regular creamer. That is a waste of an opportunity. Probably. But it, it's the regular Coffee Mate creamer, but it is in a bottle that is branded to look like R2-D2. Why does it look like R2-D2? Because it's Star Wars branded. Okay. Yeah, no. Th- so it, 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 I... Every so often, I have a, uh, I have, I have my own opening that I want to start with, and then you totally derail it by your actual opening. <laughs> Star Wars creamer in an R2-D2 bottle. So I assume you're going to keep the bottle. Why the hell would I keep the bottle? Because it's in the shape of R2-D2. Well, no, it's because you know what coffee, the Coffee Mate creamer bottles look right, right? Well, uh, are you doing powder or liquid? Liquid. Vaguely. I bet you anything if you just uh, Google a Coffee Mate. Yeah, I'm sure I could find Coffee Mate creamer image search. Yes. Uh, the, the one with the spout? Yes. Okay. So instead of the uh, regular just packaging on the outside... It's got an R2-D2 looking package. Okay. I wonder if I could just Coffee Mate R2-D2. Yep. There we go. Search for that. Images. Oh, yeah. It's That's that's stupid. Never mind. <laughs> I thought it was like actually going to be an R2-D2. No. No, that's stupid. Yeah. Does it have the barcode with the X-Wings on it, though? I don't know. I'd have to look. Oh, you should go look. It's in my fridge, though, which is over there. And Oh, uh, well, then don't. Evidently, there's a whole series of them. Boba yes. Fett, 3PO, Chewy, R2, and Vader. But I don't like any of those other flavors, so I had to get R2-D2. Oh, it's by flavor? Yeah. Oh, God. Darth Vader is espresso chocolate. C-3PO is hazelnut. Chewbacca is spiced latte. Boba Fett is Italian sweet cream. And R2 is French vanilla. Yep. The best coffee creamer flavor. I'm a recent convert to the French vanilla creamer. Yes. No, I, I have been. There's also a vanilla caramel that's out there that's also pretty good. I give, uh, at work, we have the creamers out for people to, to add to their coffee. And so they've got the French vanilla. There's Irish cream mm. and hazelnut. And sometimes there's one or two other flavors that I don't even remember, but they aren't any of the ones listed here. So anyway, what I was going to say, Andy, is you really should like look into taking a part-time job as an audio recording for like bedtime stories. <laughs> Your voice during the intro is this low, kind of slow, welcoming, like, hello, how are you? But not in, the, not in the creepy way, in the, like, I could fall to sleep to this, which has its uses. I'm not sure the opening of a podcast is the best one of them. That's the problem, though, is at the beginning, I'm low and slow, but by the end, after I've drinking my coffee with Star Wars creamer... <laughs> So maybe we need to start doing the coffee like an hour before the show. Yeah, but then while I'm drinking while it's on there, then the coffee is cold. What? No, don't make the coffee an hour before the show. But You, you drink the coffee an hour before the show. Like completely. Like you don't drink during the show. But I like drinking during the show. Then drink water during the show yeah. and have the coffee before so that you are awake and energetic. Come on. Also, are you guys actually bringing Doritos to Second Thanksgiving? No, if you look at the list now, we changed it to mashed okay. potatoes. Okay. I mean, if you wanted to bring Doritos, that's fine. <laughs> I prefer the Cool Ranch style. The ones that you actually can eat? Yep. I always preferred Cool Ranch anyway. Mm. As do I. As do I. Well, good. But no, I was going to try and go off the line here of um, last night while we were watching TV... There was a commercial for the the Pandora bracelet things at K. Okay. And they were Star Wars themed. You get the feeling this is getting a little too big before we know whether or not it's good or not. (laughs) Well, do we remember what happened years ago with episode one? I remember there was Star Wars cereal. Yeah, there was was so much Star Wars stuff coming out before. I don't remember much more than that because I've kind of blocked all of it from my memory. Ten ways Star Wars Episode One was literally shoved down my throat. Jar Jar Binks Pez Handler. Mm-hmm. Drink Brains. I don't know what those are. 
Oh, uh, covers for uh, your Taco Bell, Pizza Hut, and KFC cup. So it was bad. Yeah. But uh, was Pepsi it, cans. Was it better or worse than that? I mean, it had been longer since since the actual releases. Yeah. A lot of these are just, you know, oh, these are bad. All right. Um, I, I don't okay. I, I remember because the, the, there was a lot of episode one marketing and then episode two was eh. And then episode three was, uh, but this one is ridiculous. Like there's jewelry, there's, it seems for some other reason, Star Wars is mainstream, which freaks me out. I mean, has it ever not been mainstream? It was the it was one of the like biggest grossing movies of of its time. Yes, but still, don't tell me that it wasn't mainstream. <laughs> but still, I'm saying before episode one, if I would you know went out with my Star Wars T-shirt on, everyone would know what it referred to. Yeah, everyone would know what it referred to. But the question is, would you be able to get Star Wars T-shirts at Target? At Meyer, no. Uh prior to episode one, not no. Even- I I I think you. I I doubt it. I feel like most of the t-shirts that were out there during the 90s and 2000s were from the old school days. Mm, I don't think so. Star Wars has never gone away. Think about all the games that came out before episode one. Think about all the books that came out before episode one. All the toys that came out before episode one. Not to mention the remake. Well, not remakes, but the the uh, updated versions. Yeah, re-releases. Yeah, with new footage. What? So no, I, I think Andy, this is a case of you taking something from your own history that you want to make special and unique, even though it was very widely accepted. I don't know if somebody else thinks that Star Wars was not as widely accepted back then as it is now. I mean, there certainly wasn't like Star Wars jewelry. But again, that's because the movie release is coming up. Yeah, but it's just like everybody's trying to get Star Wars down our throats. There was plenty of Star Wars stuff. There were Star Wars, like, book binders. There was Star Wars clothing. There was definitely Star Wars toys. (sighs) I'm just just curious for the movie to finally come out now. Do you want to know whether or not it's actually going to be good? Yes. I have tickets for Friday the 18th. I do not have tickets yet. On the very large screen, not an IMAX screen, but still a very large screen with Dolby Atmos sound, which will be awesome. Even if the movie sucks, the sound will be good. Because <laughs> it's done by ILM and Skywalker Sound. Yeah. Wait, someone bought ILM. Disney bought ILM. Disney bought right? ILM, yeah. yes. So it's really done by Disney. Yes, I know. But my guess is they just put ILM and said, okay, you guys keep doing what you're doing. No, really? <laughs> How many Oscars Disney have bought, you guys won? Disney bought ILM so that they didn't have to keep paying for ILM. It's one of the, the best special effects shops out there, right? Yeah. It's them and Weta Digital. Pretty much. Speaking of competitors, let's move into the topics. All right. Tesla has a new challenger, and that would normally not be scary or terrifying or, you know, even worth noting, except that the new challenger is being backed by a Chinese billionaire and is comprised of ex-Tesla engineers. Oh, we're talking about Faraday, aren't we? Yeah. Really? Keeping the trend, I would point out, of famous scientists who had to do with electricity. These guys have not. They've they've been originally announced. What like a couple months ago? I don't know if we covered it or not. I don't believe we did. But yeah, no. I remember reading this, and it's just like, well, they said they're going to be a challenger, but they haven't really done anything. You think this is just faked out for one reason or another? I don't. I don't know. I mean, it would be nice to see some competition in the market. Yes, and the fact that they did hire a bunch of ex-Tesla engineers. Well, not only ex-Tesla, but they got people from like uh, Ferrari and BMW. Mm-hmm. It's. I don't know. It's looking at their website and it's just like, oh, there's this and there's this, but there's no actual... They say they're going to have a car out, what, in two years? Yeah, 2017. I'd like to point out Tesla did something very similar when they started. Yeah, no. Tesla did not reveal until they were done. So maybe Tesla made wild claims about what their car was going to be able to do that nobody actually believed until they unveiled the friggin' car. 
I'm going to I'm going to say this that I'm going to believe it when I see it. Okay. Granted, yes. If they are backed by the guy who does uh Lee TV, then they've got money to burn. Yep, well, he does. Yes. And evidently he has chosen to burn it by trying to compete with Tesla. Is there space in the market for two companies? I feel like there needs to be two more than one company for electric cars. Yes, the yes, I know that the other automakers are coming out with electric cars. That does not count. No. Those aren't most of those are are still hybrids except for the Bolt. Volt? No, Bolt. Bolt. The one There's that's the, the Volt but it's all electric or ah. no, no, the Chevy Bolt. That's the yeah, the Chevy Bolt. I, right? I, I know the Volt is the hybrid. Yeah, but the, the Bolt was that EV concept car. Okay. With a B. Yes, yeah. as in Bolt. Of Lightning, which hopefully uh, should be coming out uh, next year. But it looks kind of ugly. Well, it's, it's a concept car, right? Yeah. They always look ugly. But no, yeah, if you're looking at all electric cars, you have the Tesla, and then you have all these little dinky things for, like, putting around town. So I feel like there needs to be another... Tesla out there. A long range. Long range electric vehicle, yeah. I mean But this their, Tesla isn't isn't even really out there yet. Like it's there. People have them. People drive them. I see them parked at some of the electric charging stations around town. Oh neat. I wonder if those people had to drive down to Chicago, uh, not Chicago to Ohio to buy them. I don't know. I haven't been anywhere when there was a person next to it. I've just seen the vehicle. Yep. If I made a lot more money than I make now, I'd consider it. Company plans to sink $1 billion of this cash into a plant they're currently scouting locations for in Nevada. Wow, I didn't know, like, Nevada is going to be a happening place. Granted, there's a lot of nothing in Nevada. There is a lot of empty space in Nevada. You just need to pick a random spot next to one of the highways and be like, all right, we'll just build it here. Well, there, yeah, no, Andy, no. <laughs> You can't just pick a random spot and say, build it here. You can't even pick a random spot and buy the land and say, we'll build it here. You need things like power and water. Okay, power, power, you can just build on site. Water, yes, you need to get that from somewhere. Yeah. And Nevada isn't known for water outside of, you know, like Tahoe, which that one they kind of share. Yep. And then there's the, uh, the Hoover Dam. They share that one as well. With California. The Hoover Dam? That's Arizona. They share with Arizona and not all the way out to California? Because it's Lake Mead, right? I mean, I isn't so. I, I thought that the yeah. uh, California drought was causing Lake Mead to go down as well. Well, probably. Yeah, because that drought, that flows all the way down too. Yeah. In fact, it's getting down so low, the, uh, the bomber that's underneath Lake Mead, they are starting to do like tours of it. Well, that's just crazy. Yeah. I've floated that bomber to the top like five times. What? Oh, you haven't played New Vegas, have you? No. Yeah, the bomber is in New Vegas. Oh, yeah, it's I haven't played a, that. It's part I... of a quest line. <laughs> so there was there was a vault that they stocked with like tons and tons and tons of weapons, and so when the vault opened up, they took all the weapons and they stormed and took uh, the the prep. The airfield to the north of the city. I don't remember the name of the field, but there's an there's an air force field to the north of the city and they went and took it and they want the bomber out of lake mead because it's mostly intact i will have to play that at some point nellis nellis air force base yes andy you should play fallout new vegas which i've been telling you to do for years yeah i have it on my computer i just need to install it yeah well now you're behind again so there's gonna be another electric car company Hopefully. In theory. I mean, there, theory. Let, there is an, another electric car company. We will see if they actually produce a product. True. And we'll see if it's any good. We'll see if it's any good. So Steam OS, again, talking about competitors. I don't know that Steam is really competing with Windows, but it's out there. Yeah. Right? Steam OS does exist. And it How, powers the Steam boxes, which are basically a competitor to the PC. Actually, more they? of a competitor to a console, isn't it? Yeah, I'd say the Steam Box is more of a competitor to the like the Xbox and the PS4. You'll notice I didn't include Nintendo in there, but uh, really, they're just different markets now. So yeah, they um, they Ars Technica got their Steam Box and then compared it to Windows 10. Okay, and Windows 10 was better. 
on the same machine on different machines? Uh, they they had a dual boot Steam OS Windows machine. Okay. So then they uh, they put the new OS on it and compared because the hardware was the same between the two of them because it's a dual boot machine. Right. So they they tried it with the Steam OS and then they booted into Windows 10 and tried that and. Windows 10 was better. Granted, there were a couple of things where they were pretty similar. But was there anything where the Steam OS outperformed? Uh, no. So Windows 10 was just better all around? Yes. Did they compare it to Windows 8 or 7? I don't see a comparison in here about that. No, this was just Windows 10. So maybe it's still better than Windows 7 or 8? Maybe. But Windows 10 actually did outperform it? Yes. I... Brain fall down, go boom. I I don't get it. It's 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 supposed to it's supposed to be trimmed down. It's supposed to be faster, sleeker, better. And but it's not. It's not. It literally had one job to do. <laughs> literally, uh, no one job. No, no, it it had many jobs. It had one purpose. You had one purpose. One thing you were supposed to be good at, and you got beat by Windows Ten. Which had many more purposes. Yes. It, it's doing many jobs at the same time. Yeah. But damn, that sucks. I love how they also point out that um, most of the graphically intensive recent releases on Windows 10 weren't actually available for the Steam OS because there's not going to be a Linux port of them. So That's... unless the developers actually come out with a Linux port for them, they're not going to be able to test some of the heavier duty ones like Fallout 4. Yeah, that, well, I mean, you could put wine on your Steam OS box. <laughs> And make it think it's Windows 10? Yeah. <laughs> Does that count? I, do, I don't think that counts. <laughs> yes, it could be possible, but I feel like if you're going through that much trouble, I, I have a feeling it's going to run even slower because you're emulating something inside the box at the same time that you're trying to actually run the game. Yep. Oops. So has has Valve responded to this? Have they said, we're working on this? Have they given explanations for this? I don't know. I didn't look at that one. This was released when? On the 13th. So this was released on Friday. So no. Yeah. I bet you next week somebody's going to try and bug them about it. Possibly. There is a comment at the bottom, and you know, never read internet comments. Uh, but pointing out that there there is driver optimization for certain games in Windows, and those same optimizations may not exist on the Linux versions. It makes sense, but yeah. I mean, for goodness sakes, the Steam OS versions of Shadows of Mordor stuttered at 14.6 frames per second, while the Windows version had 35.4, or sorry, 34.5 frames per second. That, trying to play a game at 16 frames per second... That's going to hurt. That's literally going to hurt you. It's, it's going to make you have a headache. Probably a little bit. Yeah. I mean, you, you really don't want to sink much below, like, 20. Well, that's kind of unfortunate for for Steam. Kind of, yeah. I wonder if they can convince people to... Uh, convince developers to start making more... I don't, I don't know what the word I'm looking at. Optimized versions? Like, uh, work on the SteamOS versions of it? Yeah. Maybe, but... Do you really want to spend the time doing that? I mean, I'm not a developer, and I'm not getting paid to do it, so no. Yes, but if you if you were a developer, would you put a lot of time and effort into optimizing a version of this game for an OS know. that maybe, I would even say like half a percentage of your total market is going to be using? I don't know. Depends on how much I'm getting paid to do it. That is, there's your kicker right there. Yeah, Valve has money. Yeah. And even if they don't have money, they could throw discounts and other pieces towards me as a developer and say things like, we will not take a cut of the first three months of sales. Um, that's it. Now we're getting into technicalities of if it will, if it's feasible or not. I, I have a feeling that they're not going to, somebody's going to bug Valve about this next week. That's for certain. I'm, I'm betting on that. Yeah, but we, we also know that Valve's PR is not the best. No, no, it's not. Which is to say non-existent. Yeah. So what else do we got going on here? Uh, there's, I keep seeing articles on the side of all the articles about Ronda Rousey losing. Yeah. The really funny one is the article I saw first was that her challenger doesn't have a chance. (laughs) Turns out she does. She had a pretty good chance. She won. Uh, Holly Holm. Yes. 
beat Ronda Rousey. Yeah, formal profession, former professional boxer. So she she's a fighter, and it, I mean, most people in MMA are fighters. Yeah, but I think this one, she, other people. It looked like in the previous fights that the other people just tried to almost do fight it like Mike Tyson, where you come in there and you try and just go for the one knockout swing on the first punch. And that just didn't work for people. This She was methodical with this one. She took her time and then just slowly just got her punches in. Wore her down. Wore her down. And then a punch and a kick to the head. And then Ronda was down. And when she was down, it just if you're a boxer and the person's down... You're on them and you're just wailing. Wailing on them. Yeah. Yeah. So that happened. I'm not a a huge fan of MMA. I have very little information about what's going on, but evidently it's a big thing that people want to hear about. But what was funny is the fact that uh, Ronda Rousey was just announced to be on the cover of EA's MMA game. Oh no, the Madden curse. (laughs) The Madden curse is starting to spread. Oh, well, wait, no, 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 that's that's not true. And and I've seen a couple articles about that, and I think people need to step back and think about that because the Madden curse wasn't just that they lose. If I recall, the Madden curse was like they get hurt. Well, I think Ronda Rousey got knocked out and had to yeah. get taken to the hospital yes. after the match. But but she will be back in MMA. Like, that is what you do in MMA. True, yeah. You get hurt. You heal, you go back in the ring. Right. The Madden curse is like, I have a season-ending injury. True. Okay, so maybe it's not the Madden curse on the same level, but still. But it still sucks. That was like, oh yeah, she's on the cover. A couple weeks later. She's still going to be way more famous than Holly will be. Oh yeah. And And I have a feeling feeling she's going to get paid some good money for a rematch. Yeah. So all this like, oh, there's a new champion. Like, well, yes, she lost. But that doesn't mean that the other person is going to be consistently better. Yeah. She she tried to box with a boxer and that one didn't work. No. So speaking of Madden, there's going to be a free version of Madden coming out on December 1st. Really? Yes. On what consoles? Uh, It's going to be on PC and it's going to be called Madden NFL Football by the Numbers. Football by the numbers. Yes. It's actually being created uh, in conjunction with Discovery Education, the NFL Players Association, and EA Sports. The goal is to teach math and science to 5th through ninth graders using Madden. Ha! Huh. Do we have screens of said game? Uh, there's one screen that's been released so far. Is it still a game? Oh, yeah. No, um, so it's still a game. So um, the idea is that if you're on offense... Uh, you need to decide upon the angle and velocity for the quarterback to throw the football in order okay. to make it to the pass catcher. But is that going to be like I, I move sliders around or I have to type in a number? Because typing in a number means I have to actually think about it. Moving sliders around is that like I can see where it is on the screen because there will probably be like an arc I I don't know. Like I said, there's only been one screenshot posted of this, and the website is not going live until December 1st. Okay, when the game is released. Yes. Is it going to be web-based? I, I don't know. I'm seeing it. Uh... Okay, the program consists of interactive scenarios that are broken down into three sections. Explore, learn, and gameplay. Aha, uh-huh. interactive scenarios. Okay, explore. Students are introduced to football-related concepts, positions, and strategies that relate to the game. Students then learn about specific math and science concepts as they relate to various offensive and defensive strategies. Wait a minute. They're trying to get nerds into sports. <laughs> Which I actually have zero problem with, but... For example, in the offensive scenario, after receiving a set of conditions of what is needed to execute a pass between NFL players Eli Manning and Odell Beckham Jr., the student selects what type of pass is best for the play, at what angle and velocity the ball should be thrown based on concepts explained earlier in the sections. The program keeps giving the students plays to run until he either scores a touchdown or uses three plays without gaining a first down, just like football. In the defensive scenario, students assume that the role students assume the role of the defensive coordinator and are encouraged to use probability to make game time decisions about what type of defense to use based on the yardage and downs of their opponents. Oh man, we're training a whole new generation of, of uh, Monday morning quarterbacking. Like tons of people who think they know better than the actual quarterbacks. Yeah. I wonder if this is just trying to get people... Because you, you think about it now, like fantasy football, for some other reason, is just going crazy. 
uh, because it's legal gambling. Well, for now. Currently, I think there's actually... Legal gambling that shouldn't be legal, but... Yeah. Well, I think it's illegal now in the state of New York. Uh, there's a countersuit. Mm. Of course there's a countersuit. They're not going to put that one up without a fight. Yeah, there is a countersuit. So yeah, so that's going to be coming out December 1st. I'm cool. going to check it I out. Mean, I mean, I like the idea behind it. I like yeah. the, the stated goals, whether or not this software question mark will meet those goals i'm not sure um but yeah it's it's a cool way to to bridge that gap right it's going to take people who know sports and allow them to explore math and science it's going to take people who know math and science and teach them a little bit more about sports yes i wish i had known the rules of football when i was in like fifth to ninth grade why because I could have bonded with other friends better and ah. other family members better. Like, I have an uncle and cousins who are very into sports. And for the first 19 years of my life, we had nothing to talk about. Yeah, there are times at work where people talk about sports. And I'm like, sure. Not in my head. Yeah, that. Sports. Sure, sports. Go team. Sports ball. Right. It's a thing with nets. Most of them have nets. Oh, crap. Yeah, even football does have two nets. Shit, I have to take that one back. Oh, because of the... Uh... The field goals. Yeah. Yeah, we were, we, we were having a discussion at lunch the other day about what sport could you play if you had a paralyzing fear of nets? Curling. Yep, curling came up. I assume they remove the, the goal posts from the rink, the goal, goal nets. Yes. Okay. Why would they still have hockey nets? Well, that's because that's, that's, well, most curling rinks are hockey rinks. Uh, most, most amateur curling rinks most arena curling rinks are hockey rinks but there are a lot of i wonder if the curling association has a uh, uh a number of arena curling rinks versus actual dedicated curling rinks i doubt it this is i i have a so feeling. so but okay so you can play curling yes but what else could you play because like you can't play tennis nope or any, you can't play any. We, of we actually started classifying sports by the number of nets involved. <laughs> so, like tennis, badminton, ping pong, these are all uh, one net sports. Laura points out racquetball has no nets. Racquetball does not. No, you're just stuck in a box. You are in a box. It is not a good place for a, cla- a claustrophobic player, but it, it does not involve a net. But yeah, those are the one net sports, volleyball, ping pong. Two net sports would be things like soccer, basketball. I guess, is baseball technically a one net sport? There's just the net behind the... Uh... Yeah, so it's it's a one net sport. Yeah, sometimes there are nets in the outfield, but not very often. Okay, well then it, then it is a, a many net sport. There's but a miscellaneous... Th- those are like area specific things. Yeah. Well, there's also the question of, of whether or not the net is intrinsic to the game. Very true. Right? And in, it's, in it's not really intrinsic to baseball. It's more there to make sure, you know, people don't get hit by baseballs who came to watch the game. Right. So you could play baseball at places that do not have a net. Right. I mean, you, you could play tennis also at those places, but it would not be a good game of tennis. It wouldn't really be tennis. It would be hitting a ball with a racket. Yes. And then you put it inside an enclosed room and then you play racquetball. <laughs> Does handball have a net? I thought handball was in a racquetball court. That's what I thought, too. You have Google. What about squash? Handball. Uh, oh, nope. Handball has a goal. Handball actually is a that is a different handball, Andy. What handball are you looking at? I I thought I mean images for Olympic handball. Yes, that's. I I swear handball was more like tennis. This looks more like soccer, but with hands. Yeah, it's called Olympic handball. So I'm yeah, except that you'll also recall that that's not in the Olympics. Uh, it actually is in the Olympics since 1972. What? Who the hell plays the handball? It's it's soccer when you're cheating. <laughs> I love that every picture is of a person in, like, the exact same pose of jumping in the air, hurling the ball forward. Huh. That's not the handball that I'm thinking of. Well, I don't know what handball you're thinking of. That was the handball I was thinking of. No, because you were thinking of handball in a racquetball court. Oh. And that's that's along the lines of what I was thinking of. Okay, we've gotten so far off topic. (laughs) Where were we? Madden football. Madden and and science and tech and getting nerds to look at sports and getting people who play sports to look at math. Yeah. So should we do other video game news? Sure. 
J.J. Abrams is going to be creating a video game. Good for him. It's going to be called Spy Jinx, which my guess is going to be along the lines of his alias work rather than, you know, Star Trek and Star Wars work. Was alias J.J. Abrams? Yes, alias was J.J. Abrams. Okay, just checking. Wasn't it Joss Whedon? No, that's not alias. I'm thinking of Dollhouse. Yeah, alias TV series was created by J.J. Abrams. Yeah, 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 I believe you, I believe you. So I'm going to be slightly interested in that one because I like that whole spy drama. Pauses, shots, mystery. What's going to be a... It's going to be a unique mix of action strategy gameplay, dynamic world building, and an RPG character development. So what the hell does that mean? <laughs> Not a clue. So a closed beta will be available that I signed up for, which <laughs> uh, it was the most basic beta sign up ever because they didn't ask me anything about your rig, anything like that. Yeah. Just, hey, take a look. Yeah. Hey, sign up for the beta. Okay. Okay. Now what? like hey thanks for signing up we'll let you know it's entirely random nintendo said its first five mobile games are going to be free neat so smartphone games for nintendo are going to be free the first ones yeah first five have they have they given any details about what those five games are going to be uh not really they're just five nintendo games let's see uh they have something to do with me's is kind of yeah. all that's really known. Um, I think someone mentioned Amiibos, but I don't know how well that would work. I don't know how well that will because you need the thing for the Amiibos. Yeah, well, but they are just NFC, and most phones do have NFC now. Yeah, but am I going to carry a bag of Amiibos around with me? That just seems weird. I don't know. There's a lot of weird things about Nintendo going on the mobile. Yeah, not much is known about it at this time, but the Wall Street Journal reports that they did not refer to it as a game, but rather more of an entertainment and communication platform. Huh. What is a game <laughs> in this context? I don't know. This just seems weird, and it's a Wall Street Journal article, so, you know, I can't actually read it. Hey, Walt. Yeah. Uh, so, we, we should... There's there's a topic regarding paywalls to bring up because I want to point it out. It does involve bringing up what's going on in Paris right now. Okay. And so Andy and I, as you you listeners may know, don't typically like to talk about on the show uh, major world events as they are unfolding. So we aren't going to dig into Paris and what's going on over there. Of course, our hearts go out to France and French people and anyone who was in Paris. Uh, but more back to to what we are discussing in the pieces that we're talking about, the New York Times took out their paywall. What? For any article relating to Paris. Oh, well, that's nice of them. So, like, that's that's kind of cool. Yeah, no, that's really nice. All right, sorry about that. Had to, to bring that piece in if I wanted to talk about New York Times. Oh, yeah. So New York Times took out their paywall so that people could read the articles about what the heck is going on. Yeah, it's good for them on that one. Yep. Other topics, all RPA, what the heck is an RPA in Ireland? Remote piloted, I'm looking at your, your yeah, Irish yeah. drones, so what, remote piloted aircraft? Yeah, remotely piloted aircraft. Hey, not bad! Totally guessed based on the picture. So yeah, in Ireland, they're doing a uh, drone registration just like the United States, except theirs is going to be up and running by December 21st. That's a little faster than ours. Yeah. When was ours supposed to be done? Uh, don't really say. Okay. We just want to do it. They're actually doing it. Yeah, they're actually doing it. So what they're going to do is any drone or remotely piloted aircraft that weighs over one kilogram in weight will be required to sign up. Since most people who, well, actually, I don't know about most people who listen to us. We do have a number of international listeners. Uh, But since most Americans have no idea what one kilogram actually weighs, uh, it's about two pounds, just over two pounds. Yeah. It's a a quart of milk. Yes. Um, The new app which is also part of the registration, would tell licensed drone users where they can and cannot fly. Neat. So that um, they have geofencing set up there where they will disturb wildlife, invade privacy, or pose a safety or security threat. So it's they're actually doing it. So we'll see how it goes. There's about 5,000 drones in Ireland. I have a feeling we've got a bit more here in the United States. Yeah, probably by like a factor of 10 or 100, like a lot more. So what's really funny is I went to... Uh, curling on friday yes and i walk out onto the ice and all i hear is just a loud buzzing noise my god they are so annoying aren't they so i'm sitting here i don't know um i'm just sitting here and i'm just hearing a buzzing noise i'm like do we have a problem with the speakers what's going this is up i did i didn't see anything because it was a white drone flying over a white ceiling (laughs) a white ceiling (laughs) 
Yeah, so no, they are friggin' loud. So I'm, it's, it's going off, and I don't know what's going on. I'm like, man, that that drone is annoying. I say drone by like the, the sound. The, the sound. That. Yeah, and so somebody's like, "Oh yeah, no, that's uh, that drone is annoying, but don't worry, I think it's Jimmy's. He'll land it in a second. And I'm like, "What?" And then he, I see it come down, and I'm like, "Oh, I was just talking." <laughs> so I meant the like, sound. I meant the sound, not the actual drone itself. Now I feel bad, but at least the noise stopped. That was good. Yeah. Now we just need to get the guy who uh, curls with uh, his phone in his pocket, blasting music the entire time. To stop doing that, and then we'll be okay. Just put a, a rule on the rink: no phones allowed. Oh no, we. I, I think a lot of people would be upset with that. Headphones required. <laughs> I asked some of the other guys. He's like, "Yeah, he does that while he's golfing too." And I'm like, Ooh, huh. "Oh, there are some places that would get you kicked off the course." Yeah, people were doing that also while I was running at the Detroit Marathon, and I'm sitting there going, "Like, really, guys?" Really? You've got your phone in your hand and you got the speak on the speakerphone and you're blasting music out of your phone? Like yes, they say ear earbuds are discouraged, but come on, this is getting annoying. I don't wanna listen to watch me whip, watch me wee nay nay while I'm running down the street. And I can't really run away from you because you're running at the same pace I am. What would be the worst song that you could play? <sighs> worst song that you could play. While you're running down in the middle of a race. In the middle of Detroit, mind you. In the middle of the Detroit. I don't know. I'd have to think about I feel like that should be a random topic. <laughs> Crap. No, don't make it a random topic. That means I have to actually come up with an answer. I don't know. I'd have to think about that one. So other United Kingdom, Great Britain news. Yeah. David Cameron, the prime minister. Yes. Uh, has declared that fast broadband is a right in the UK. Sweet. And that he will give the ISPs until 2020 to make it so. Good for him. So everybody in the UK will have, as a right of being a UK citizen, access to internet speeds. Now, that does not mean they get it for free. No. To be clear, access does not mean you get it for free. It means you have the ability to purchase it. Yes, just like water and power is also not free, but everybody should have access to water and power. Yeah. So, yeah, he's saying by 2020, everybody in the UK should have access to download speeds of greater than 24 megabits per second. Good for him and good for the UK if they can actually pull it off. Yeah. Everybody well, in the UK, like the entirety of the UK? Yes. Because, like, there's some way out of the way places out in Scotland and Wales. Yeah, no, he currently, they say 83% of the homes and businesses in Britain currently have access to at least 24 megabits per second, with the number expected to rise to 95% by 2017. So this, this decree is basically that last 5% that's kind of out there in the middle of nowhere around, you know, those little tiny islands out there. Yeah, but there are some places that are way the hell out there. Like, you remember Skyfall, the movie? Yes. That's not uncommon. So, the, uh, let's see, the, the, the culture I mean, minister. Props to them if they can pull it off. The, the culture minister says, we're putting in place this regulation that we're going to consult on at the beginning of next year to make sure that if you're in that last 5%, you can demand and you will get it. So maybe they're not, you know, just... If you're out there and you don't have that speed, you can say, hey, I want this speed, and they will they, turn they around will to the ISP and say, make it, it so. Yeah, okay, but that's a little better than, that's, like, yeah, that's everyone better. gets access. <laughs> I, d I don't care if you want it or not. We're going to frickin' put fiber to your house. No, this is going to be... <laughs> that would be awful. Oh, my God. Yep. I'm yeah, sorry, but we are required by law to install internet in this house. We must do it. I don't want it. it. <laughs> Go away! I'm sorry, ma'am. In my mind, all British people talk like Monty Python characters. <laughs> talk like Monty Python characters acting like women? Yep. So when you think of Sherlock in your head, you don't think of Benedict Cumberbatch? You think of... Monty Python characters trying to speak like women. Oh, goodness. Actually, no. When I think of Sherlock, I think of Robert Downey Jr. We actually just watched the first one on that last night. It's... Not it's, last night, like a couple nights ago. Isn't that so good? So I'm saying it would be hilarious is, so the, the Sherlock Christmas special, which is coming out in January. Yeah. It's um, a little also, late for Christmas. Yeah. Uh, it's also coming out 
on TV first, and then uh, I think like five days later, they're actually going to put it in movie theaters. Okay. So you could watch it on the big screen if you want. This is the Benedict Cumberbatch show. Yes, but they're doing it in Victorian era England. Okay. So I thought it'd be f- it would be hilarious if they just get Robert Downey Jr. just to like pop in there for a second, and the two of them like glance at each other like, "Wait, do I know you?" That would and be then just, or even just, just give him a cameo. Yeah, just give him a cameo and just have him be like, "Oh, eh, I see what you did there." Especially if he was cross dressed. <laughs> I know it's not my best disguise, but time was important. Yep. No, both those movies were really good. Yeah. Hey, man, Guy Ritchie knows what he can do. I guess. It was also Snatched, no, lock, nice. stock, and two smoking barrels. It's, it's also nice to see Robert Downey, you know, come back. Hey, man, Civil War's coming out. I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm excited and terrified. So I think I'm more of, nervous about Civil War being good than I'm about Star Wars being good. Really? Yeah. Well, then. Star Wars, because with Star Wars, I'm actually actively working under the assumption that I'm going to be disappointed. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Like, that's my working assumption. I will be ecstatic if it is false and I'm wrong. It was just like J.J. Abrams in Star Trek. I was like, oh, this could be interesting. And then I'm like, oh. I know and that then, the two of you are not huge fans of the new Star Trek. I don't mind it so much. Really? Yeah, I'm, I don't. Wrath like, of Khan, part I would, two, yeah, electric I boogaloo. I know. I, I wouldn't prefer them over the original, but, well, no, that, that's a lie. I would much prefer to watch the new Star Trek than Star Trek 1. Well, yes, <laughs> because that was bad. I had never seen that, and Kate's like, all right, we're going to watch it once. And then never again. And then never again. Yeah. So would you rewatch the new Star Trek? Would you rewatch it? Oh, I don't know. Because I, w- I don't know if I can rewatch Star Trek Episode One, whatever it was called. What was it called? <laughs> the movie. It was just called Star Trek the movie, right? Yeah, Star Trek the movie. Not Episode One, just Star Trek One, the movie. I, I don't know. I don't know. Right. So speaking of going back in time, though, Xbox One's backwards compatibility has, has been, been announced and the first it, slew of games yes. has been announced, rather. Yes. Because they announced the compatibility a while ago. Yes, but now there's actually, like, games that are backwards compatible. Yeah. 104 games, right? Yeah. 28% of those were actual boxed games. What were the other 72? 72% are live arcade downloadable games. Okay. And of those live arcade games... 36% of them were remakes from previous generations. <laughs> oh. So out of the 104 games that they announced, yes, it's backwards compatible. You can play your Xbox 360 games on your Xbox One. There's 29 games that you can well, play that are... hang on, hang on. Because they did the exact same thing with the Xbox 360. They said, yeah, well, well you know, it's not going to be backwards compatible. Okay, we'll add backwards compatibility to certain titles from Xbox. And they released backwards compatibility, and it grew over time. Give them a break, give them a chance to catch up and do what they want to do. True. But still, that that's a bit of a misnomer. They're like, oh yeah, we have over 100 games that are backwards compatible. We have 30 games that are backwards compatible. <laughs> That's what they should have done. They should have said we have like 30 full games and 71 or however many uh, Xbox arcade games. Now there is a, uh, they they displayed a bunch of games in the marketing material. Okay. But not released in the compatibility launch. There are 62 games technically out there, boxed games, that were announced. Give them time. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't care. I don't have an Xbox One. I don't currently have plans to buy an Xbox One. I have a pretty kick-ass PC rig. I don't need a console at this point. Yeah. But still, it's one of those things where it's just like, really? Really, guys? Yep. Moving on. TV networks are actually shortening the number of commercials. Because they think that's what will bring us back to... I mean, it, it actually would help. I don't know. I've got the TiVo with the 30-second skip, so it's just like, blink, blink. I don't pay attention to ads at all. Do you know that there's a, there's a new term that the TV companies, the cable companies, are terrified of? What? It's not cord cutters, it's cord nevers. People who don't even start with... So, how long ago did Netflix come out? <sighs> Once it's five years? So there are five-year-olds. I think. Who Let's never see. had cable. Uh, okay, so it started its subscription-based service in 1999. Yeah, but it started its streaming service. That's the important one. Yeah, when did it start its streaming service? Video streaming history. 
uh, October 1st, 2008. Seven years seven ago. Years. Yeah. There are seven-year-olds who would never have had cable. In Now, that's that's actually not just uncommon. I mean, that happened before. There were definitely yeah. seven-year-olds without cable. But there are now seven-year-olds in the target demographic of cable providers who I'd they would expect cable. to then move out in another 10 years and get their own apartment and pay for cable. And they're not going to. What instead they're going to do is pay for internet and have that be its cable. Yep. But that internet could be like my cell phone. I yeah. Mean, hell, in 10 years, who knows what it's going to look like. Yeah. Speaking of cell phones, did we talk about T-Mobile last week? No, we didn't because it wasn't announced until this Wednesday. So T-Mobile made their announcement and it is exactly what everyone thought it was going to be. Uh, Netflix and Hulu does not count against your data plan. Not only Netflix and Hulu, but HBO Now, Showtime, MLB, Fox, yep. NBC Sports. Most video streaming services. Except YouTube. Oh, what about YouTube Red? Well, that's YouTube, so... Okay, well, I didn't know if they had differentiated. So, still can't just, you know, watch Infinite Video, but you can watch Infinite Other Video. Um, the the downside of this, though, is uh, in order to get this free um, streaming, yeah. you have to put a cap on your data stash. Well, but if I don't have a cap, then it doesn't need to be free. Well, I well, yeah, you could still burn through your data cap or your data stash, but there's no cap. Well, yeah, but you could if you keep, you know, if you keep, you you will still use it up. This one is you'll get it free, wait, but then you, but, you're limiting the rest of your but, data to a maximum of twenty gigabytes. But I wait, I, I think I'm missing something. If I have a T-Mobile plan with no cap, I can't use the free unlimited video. Right. Okay. So if you have a data plan that's unlimited, you don't add. Well, technically, all of them are unlimited. You just, you know, once you reach your soft limit, you get slowed down. But yes, there is an unlimited plan that does not add to the data stash. But if I'm, I'm currently on a a two gigabyte, which is actually going to change to I think a three gigabyte or maybe a six. I don't remember which. Um, If I use less than that amount, part of it gets put in that data stash, and it just keeps filling up. It's kind of like rollover minutes, right? Sure. So I could just keep building that up till I'm, you know, 100 gigabytes or something like that. And then I could, if I really wanted to, just burn, try and burn through that all in one month. Okay. If I do this, though, I can't, I, I stop at 20 gigabytes. Even if I only uh, use two gigabytes every okay. month. I see, I see. It will stop at, at 20. 20. Okay. Um, someone made a virus and screwed up the code of the virus. Yeah. This was one of the ransomware ones where, you know, you download it and it starts to encrypt every file on your computer. Yep. Uh, this one uh, was using PowerShell to do it. And instead of generating a, a static encryption key, which he could then decrypt because he'd know the key, uh, it generates a random encryption key. Oops. Yeah, so uh, programming error led to the ransomware generating random decryption keys instead of static keys because the author had not prepared special routines inside the malware's code to deal with and store random keys. Ransomware was encrypting the files and then throwing away the decryption key. Oops. So even if you paid him he couldn't, to decrypt your files... He couldn't decrypt them. He couldn't decrypt them. I wonder if he offered refunds. <laughs> well, there's, Oh, that'd be interesting. Like, where do you go for customer support on that? <laughs> Dude, you, you, you broke into my computer, encrypted all my files. I even paid you to decrypt them, and you failed. That's why you should back up. Yeah, I should probably do that at some point. So I tell people at work, it's like, back up your stuff. And while you're at it, you know, just keep, I tell people to keep at least two copies. And if you really want something there, keep three. That's why we have Google Apps. That's why we have network storage. That's why you have a local machine with your own personal. Yeah. Like, so you, you can save anything into three places in a matter of like 30 seconds. And I have a, one of them goes down. That's okay. Two of them goes down. You're actually still okay. It's just like 30 seconds, no problem. Three of them goes down, there's a bigger problem. Yeah, if three of them go down, that means Google has problems. And if yeah. Google has problems, shit has hit the fan. Um, so speaking of uh, Paris and problems, yeah, this one happened before all the other serious problems in Paris. But uh, the Paris airport was ground to a standstill last Saturday. Yeah, so the 7th. Uh, because some of their software which is used by air traffic controllers to communicate weather information to pilots so they can use uh, instrument-assisted landings, Mm -hmm. uh, had an issue because it was running on Windows 3.1. Ah, well then. 
Windows 3.1. Yes, it was running Windows 3.1 and like, Windows 3.1. You boot into DOS and you type win to open Windows. Yeah. Ah. It's like really you have the, I the, have the, yeah. I feel like the Paris airport is like one of the major airports in the world. Certainly in the region. Yeah. You think of like okay, so there's like Paris, there's London. I have no words on this. Running Windows 3.1. Yeah, I got nothing. Uh, the secretary general for the France's air traffic controller union said the tools used by the Paris airport controllers run on four different operating systems that are all between 10 and 20 years old. Huh. I don't really want to fly through Paris airport right now. Well, yeah, right now, definitely. But no, like, I mean, until they update their stuff. All the other some, stuff going on even to the side. Yeah. Some some of their machines run on Unix. Some of them run on Windows XP. This one was running on Windows 3.1. 3.1. Okay. Well then. In Paris, we only have three specialists who can deal with this issue. One of them is retiring next year, and we haven't found anyone to replace him. Oops. <sighs> Sometimes we have to go rummaging on eBay to replace certain parts. <laughs> I, yeah, I have no words on that. <laughs> It's like I like I can't think of anything for this. This is just ridiculous. You have a major airport and you're running on frickin' Windows 3.1 to help your Oh, goodness gracious. I love how they bring up the fact that, you know, oh, NASA had to find somebody for the Voyager stuff there because, you know, that's running a 1970s technology. But it's like, well, yes, that's because NASA we can't, can't actually go Voyager. out. To, yeah, we can't re, we can't update Voyager. It's already out there. It's doing its thing. You're at an airport right. on Earth. You can easily update software and hardware. Uh, easily is is a bit um, true. Yes, no. Some of these infrastructure things is just you know stuff built on top of stuff built on top of stuff. Yeah. But oh my yeah. god, really? Windows three point one, really? I guess so. Other old news: uh, Sony is actually finally stopping uh, Betamax. Betamax. I didn't know that they still had Betamax. Well, like they were still making Betamax tapes. Um, they were, uh, they were. I'm guessing. I haven't delved into this too deeply, but this is probably also part of the 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 Supermax line. Is probably also under Betamax, and Supermax is the professional grade Betamax tapes. And I knew people when I was doing internships in television year two years ago that were still using Supermax tapes because their cameras that they were using, which were perfectly fine and good professional grade cameras, were still using Supermax formats for recording so now that people are finally moving away from tape-based formatting and going to you know all digital especially with like the red cameras and that sort of stuff that people aren't needing the the tapes anymore okay so i'm thinking this was more of a uh, rather than a consumer thing this was more of a they were still making them for tv production but with everybody going to digital television and going to an entire digital workflow the tapes have finally become obsolete okay um other news quick recap from last week blizzard had announced prices for here uh for overwatch yes and andy was very taken aback that he was going to have to pay for this game they they actually said like here's the reason why and it comes out to be that in overwatch you know in, in team fortress 2 how you can switch between characters in the middle of the game yes you can do that in overwatch 2 Ah. Team Fortress has nine playable classes. Overwatch has many more than that. Yes. Uh, so the free-to-play model where like you unlock champions as you go doesn't work because you need to be able to switch your champion in the middle of the game. Okay, I, I could see that. So instead of, yeah, we'll give it to you for free and we'll recoup money on people purchasing the champions, they're making you essentially purchase all the champions at once. Gotcha. So just wanted to bring that out. All right. Uh, we should probably hit the random topic. I mean the, the random, random review. review. Yeah. Which dovetails nicely into one of our t- actual topics about Fallout 4. Yeah. Because I want to review Fallout 4. I've Which put a lot in- of the people is, okay, what do you... Uh, there's a lot of people who uh, are like, well, y- you need to deal with some bugginess in the game in order to enjoy Fallout 4. Yeah, so I've put in 30-ish hours on <laughs> Fallout 4. Sorry, I shouldn't be laughing at that. That's entirely acceptable, it seems. I like I've put in a lot of time. I 
I was home on Wednesday for one reason or another, and so got to spend most of the day playing Fallout 4. Um, I have noticed one or two bugs, uh, but though they, they have been like, there was a graphical issue once where as I walked closer to an object, it disappeared. Ooh. And th- but that was only when I was viewing said object through a window. Like there was a window in the side of a house. Yes. And as I moved towards the window, I actually saw less of what was inside the house. That's kind of funny. Yeah, it was it was a little funny. But then I went around the window and everything was there. So I'm like, OK, whatever. Uh, there was one where a, a quest giver had disappeared because he had run off to go and attack something. <laughs> And just kept chaining further and further and further away. Oh, geez. But uh, that's that's fixed by... That was the one kind of game-breaking bug that I had to be like, well, I can't finish my quest. Uh, so I went online, and if you sleep for a day, he comes back. So it's it's stupid and a little game-breaking, but it's not terrible. It's not like one of the guys... Uh, it's not the on, game crashing. Yeah, and the guy on the verge where he's like nine hours into Fallout 4, and I'm stuck in an elevator and yeah, cannot... except he wasn't playing with an updated version yeah. of the game. So, you know, whatever. I, I haven't had any severe problems with bugs. Yeah, because I've seen pictures of people with, like, their quest givers on the roof of a building. You're like, well, how the hell am I supposed to get up there? Yep. Fast travel away and fast travel back. It fixes everything. <laughs> so the bugginess uh, has not been a problem for me. This is a fun game. This is a really fun game. I'm, I'm enjoying it. Um, spoilers. If you haven't played Fallout 4, there may indeed be a few spoilers in here, giving people a chance to pause. The, more likely fast forward. Yeah. yeah. My my main gripe about the game is do you, do you care about spoilers, Andy? Ah, uh, no. Okay. So my main gripe about the game, you are playing a survivor of a vault. Yes. Where you were cryogenically frozen for 200 years. So your character actually was alive before the war. Well then, and you come out of the vault 200 years later. You don't know that it's been 200 years. You were never told that you were going to be cryogenically frozen. That was the vault experiment. Mm. Remember, each vault is an experiment. Yeah. So you come out of this vault and everything is nuclear wasteland. And your character handles it. Everyone they know is dead. Your spouse is dead. Your friends are all dead. There are giant bugs. There are ghouls. There are super mutants. And you're just like, okay, whatever. I take it in stride. I'm going to go start collecting bottle caps now for some reason. That's my biggest gripe. So if you came in completely blind to it, your character does not make sense. Kind yeah, like it's it, it's more that the character just handles things that they shouldn't be able to handle. Yeah. If you went into a vault, if you went into a secure facility, and you were cryogenically frozen against your will, and then you come out, and to you, it's been a couple minutes. And you come outside, and everything is different. All the buildings are destroyed, and there are these giant green things with lots of guns shooting at you. What would you do? I would flip out. Yeah, like you'd go into, you'd you'd have a psychotic episode. Yeah. So that's my gripe with the game. Besides that, it is incredible. It is a fun, fun, fun game. I love the sense of exploration. I love the beauty of the wasteland. Boston is, is a fantastic city for this. You know the story that you tell about the the Liberty Trail, Freedom Trail that your mom yes. made you walk on? Yes. That's in the game. Oh yeah, no. I've had I've had uh friends on Facebook who uh were in Boston who would actually go and visit their house. Nice. <laughs> Cuz one of the guys is like, "Yep, found my house. After 200 here. years, still no mail." <laughs> Like it's it's really well done. Uh, yeah, there's uh, there's the Cheers bar in there. There's yep. um, Fenway Parks in there. Fenway with, Park is majorly in there, actually. Fenway Parks in there with the actual uh, red seat still in place. I have no idea about that. I haven't seen it. And I don't know what it would be, even if I did see it. Uh, the red seat is a specific seat because the Fenway Park seats are all green. Okay. The red seat is where uh, I think uh, Hank Aaron or I'm not sure who hit the ball, but somebody hit a home run that was over 500 feet. Okay. And so they, they marked it with a red chair. Nice. And the red chair is in the game. Nice. Um, like, it, they did a great job. There are memorable experiences. I have I have friends out here who are playing it. We've already shared these common experiences. Mm. Uh, 
one of which is a boss. It's a, a behemoth super mutant. Oh, geez. And he's not called out anywhere. It's not like the story drives you to this boss. It's just you are. It's not even like a quest. There, there may be a quest that leads to it, but I just found him by running over him <laughs> without realizing that he was there. I'm running around like, oh, it's Boston Commons. Oh, it's really cool. And running like, oh, sweet. There's this little pond. Hey, I'm going to just run through it to get to the other side. I'll take the reds. Oh, my God. What the hell is that? He is a level 50 monster. Oh, geez. I was level 12, but I was actually able to beat him because I had a legendary weapon. So there are there are monsters. There, there are mobs. There are, there are creatures and people who sometimes are marked as legendary. They are stronger. They have two full life bars. It's really a life bar and a half. Once you get them down to like 50%, they mutate and then gain different defenses. Um, but they always drop some sort of legendary equipment. Mm. And some of the effects on the legendary equipment are kind of fun. So there's the uh, legendary equipment. Oh, what's a good one? Um, bloodied. The weapon does more damage the lower your health is. Oh. Or exterminator. Does 50% more damage to Mirelurks and bugs. Or the one that I used, kneecapper. 20% chance to cripple the target's leg. So as this guy is like charging up and, and building himself up and getting ready to freaking destroy me, I pulled out my kneecapper pistol, shot him 10 times, and he had no legs. <laughs> and he's a melee boss. Oh. He throws rocks. He's a melee boss. He does have a range. He throws rocks, but he couldn't get up to throw a rock. So then I got to sit there for five minutes shooting him with, like, every kind of ammunition I have to kill him. Now, did you go online to see if, like, there was a quest for him? Nope. Oh. I have not done so. I know many other people had similar experiences to him as I had, though. Like, he's... He's not out there, and he doesn't attack you unless you get close to him. So, you know, he was just there. So are you saying if you liked the Fallout 3 games, you're going to like this one? If you liked 3, if you like New Vegas, you should like 4. Okay. Uh, also, if you like The Sims, you will like Fallout 4. In Fallout 3 and Vegas, there's a lot of junk that you can pick up and sell for a few caps here and there. In Fallout 4, everything that you pick up has a use because there's a very robust crafting system with a terrible, terrible menu system, but there's a robust crafting system. And so all the junk that you pick up can be broken down into parts and used for crafting. Hmm. I will have to play this at some point, but I'm probably going to have to play New Vegas first. You don't have to play New Vegas first. This is this is pretty good to play on its own. All right. All right. So that's that's that. Fallout 4. Dave approves. Yeah. Oh, the, the one other legendary one I got to talk about is the Junkies weapon. Does an increased amount of damage based on the number of withdrawals you are going through. So the more things you're addicted to, the stronger this weapon is. Oh, geez. Yeah. It's playing with fire, though. Yep. All right. Topics. Random topic. Rolled ahead of time. David and Andy are stuck on a boat in the middle of Lake Michigan with no cell phone service, no working motor, and no radio. What do you do? It all depends on the size of the boat. I was thinking exactly the same thing. If it is a fairly large boat, I might try and start like a signal fire. Fire on a boat is often a bad idea. But if it's large enough, then we could be sure to keep the fire maintained. That would probably draw attention. Yes. If we're if talking like, like a raft or a canoe, uh, we start rowing. Well, we don't have it. If we don't have any paddles, then one of us would probably just hop into the water. We, you know, make a lasso sort of thing with belts, and then somebody swims for a bit, one direction or another. Yeah. It's it's you go either one if you're in the middle of the lake, you either go towards Wisconsin, you go towards or Michigan. Towards Michigan, yeah. Um I'm not a very good swimmer. Well, you're gonna be holding on to something with one arm, so you you're only, it's gonna be a weird modified stroke anyway, so okay. it would just be I mean I I guess I could try. Don't have yeah. much of a choice, because evidently I'm stranded in the middle of Lake Michigan. Yes. Well at least we're not gonna go thirsty. Yeah, yeah. Plenty of water. Yeah. So we don't have to worry we get we'll have plenty of oxygen. We'll have plenty of water. We Ooh. have a boat of some kind, so we're not going to get cold. I mean, we, we, we'll have been swimming in Lake Michigan, Andy. We will be cold. Okay, true. Depends on what type of time of year it is. But we'll be able to I mean, to hey, get... if it's winter, we just walk. <laughs> uh, it, well, that only happens sometimes where it completely freezes over. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
but we're able to get out of the water, though, so we could be you know, on top of whatever raft and let the sun dry out ourselves and warm us back up again. Yeah. But it shouldn't. People have swam across Lake Michigan before. That's not new. I'm I'm just hoping for like canoe paddles. Yes, if we had paddles, then we'd just row ourselves we'd one row way or the other. The forty some miles to the shore. Is that how? That's about the right length. Yeah. Lake Michigan is about eighty miles across at yeah. the narrowest. Well, not at the narrowest. At the reasonable narrowest south of like the top of it. I was looking at that because I was thinking about, like, where would I build a bridge across the lake? At the Straits of Mackinac? Ah, uh, a useful bridge. Oh. Uh. And the answer is you wouldn't, because a useful bridge would have to be about 80 miles across. That's a lot of, that's a lot of water to cross. You would be driving for an hour and a half on the bridge, which means you would have to put gas stations on the bridge. You would have to put rest stops on the bridge. What is the longest bridge? Not 80 miles. Longest bridge over water. Here we go. Lake Pontchartrain Causeway. Uh, how long is the Lake Pontchartrain Causeway? 23.83 miles long. Yeah. So this would be four times as long. Yeah. Not to mention, it would also... <laughs> you'd have to either build it tall enough that ships could go under it, or it would have to have breaks in it so that ships could go through it. Because there is still shipping that happens there. Oh, yeah. There's lots like, of shipping that still happens. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. That's it. So yeah, no. If it's a if it's a if big it's a boat, boat, we try and build a signal fire. Yeah, and if it's draw a attention. small boat, we, like a raft. We push. We essentially push. Yeah, or pull, or pull, or uh, have oars. Yeah, but we try and get back to to land. It's not too bad. Would we be able to figure out which side we were closer to? I feel like I intrinsically want to go towards Wisconsin. You would intrinsically want to go towards Michigan. Oh, way of- that's where this one came from. Because the halfway point between us is actually in Lake Michigan. Yeah. Right. And we talked about meeting at the halfway point. Yeah. Okay. I don't. There's got to be some way of figuring out which shore you're closer to with the water. Because wait for the stars you can figure out your your longitude based on the stars right if we had a sextant and we knew how to use it yeah sad all right i gotta get going all right that's a wrap this has been another episode of the random access podcast if you have any questions comments concerns corrections suggestions remarks reviews rebukes retorts or just rants feel free to contact us you can find us on twitter at RAPodcast. Or send us an email at mail at rapodcast.net. Thank you for listening.